0: It's very exciting, involves a lot of travel, a lot of interaction with clients all over the world, and you're constantly learning about new industries and new sectors, which I find fascinating. And when things can't be resolved through negotiation, then we often end up in either, if it's arbitration, we'll end up in a tribunal in an arbitration hearing, and if it's litigation, we'll end up before the court, and that's where the fun really begins. We're seeing an increasing number of women coming into the profession and rising up through the profession. But I think we really need to start focusing more on increasing racial diversity and socioeconomic diversity as well in law.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Law Net podcast. You're listening to the latest episode in our Practice Area Profile series, in which we speak to practicing lawyers about what it's like in their area of the law. This episode is in collaboration with Vincent and Elkins and is all about working in international arbitration. You're about to hear from Louise Woods, partner and head of international disputes at US firm Vincent and Elkins. Louise offers a brilliant insight into her practice area and what her work entails, including the things she most enjoys about her career and what factors she thinks will most impact the legal profession over the next five years. We hope you enjoy this practice area profile. You can read the full write-up of the profile on Law Careers Net and find out more about training at Vincent and Elkins via the link in the podcast description. Don't forget, you can also tune in to our regular podcast episodes and our Commercial Connect podcast series sponsored by the University of Law. Over to Louise.
0: My name is Louise Woods. I'm a partner at Vincent and Elkins in the London office. I'm an English graduate. I went to UCL and graduated with an English degree before converting to law. My practice focuses on international arbitration and litigation. I started out as a finance lawyer, believe it or not. And during the recession, when Lehman Brothers collapsed, I moved into litigation and absolutely loved it. And then over time, my litigation work expanded to include international arbitration. And that's the mainstay of my practice now. It's very exciting, involves a lot of travel, a lot of interaction with clients all over the world. And you're constantly learning about new industries and new sectors, which I find fascinating. I chose to become a solicitor as opposed to a barrister, mainly because it involves, at least in my perception, more teamwork and more ability to interact directly with the end client. I enjoy working with people and certainly I was attracted to the idea of working within a firm of solicitors. I also like mixing with the clients and being on the commercial side of things, which I think as solicitors, we get more opportunity to do than you would as a barrister. In international arbitration, we act as counsel for clients, so that can be companies or high net worth individuals in their disputes with other companies or other individuals. And what that typically involves doing is reviewing the contract in most cases, or potentially reviewing the relevant investment treaty, if it's an investment treaty arbitration, and determining what rights and liabilities the client has and helping them to either enforce those rights or to recognize their liabilities and negotiate a resolution of whatever their issue is with the counterparty. We do that a lot of the time by providing written advice or advice over the phone or in meetings. And when things can't be resolved through negotiation, then we often end up in either, if it's arbitration, we'll end up in a tribunal in an arbitration hearing. And if it's litigation, we'll end up before the court. And that's where the fun really begins. What I most enjoy about my career as an international arbitration lawyer is probably threefold. It's the travel and the opportunity to see different parts of the world and interact with people from different regions of the world. I find that fascinating. The second would probably be the opportunity to learn. So whilst I'm the expert in dispute resolution, I'm not necessarily an expert in every client's particular industry or sector. And arbitration affords us the opportunity to learn about those and develop a practice or industry expertise and then the third reason I think is just that we are helping clients to resolve situations that are often difficult and expensive and stressful and I really like that solution-oriented side of the law. One of the most interesting things about international arbitration and litigation as a practice is how different one dispute can be from the next. So although everybody thinks about dispute resolution as having quite a a straightforward track, there's always the scope to flex that to suit your client's needs. So in arbitration, the client's typically will control the timetable, the procedure up to the final hearing. And that can really work to your client's advantage because you can help to shape that. So I'll give you an example. If you are the claimant in a claim and you're claiming breach of contract against the other side, so the respondent in an arbitration, it may be in your client's interest to accelerate that arbitration process as much as possible to get to an end result, to get an award, which is the equivalent of a judgment, entitling your client. To recover damages. But the respondent, conversely, it may be in their interest to slow the timetable down as much as possible to put off the inevitable day when they're going to have to pay. And so one of the really nice things about arbitration is how you can flex that procedure to suit your particular client's needs. And we see a lot of that, a lot of tactical thinking around things like that. I also think one of the, the amazing things about arbitration is that you get to have a say in who the tribunal are who decide the outcome of the dispute. So unlike in the courts where your case gets filed and you're assigned to, to a judge or a several judges, depending on which court you're in. In arbitration, the parties to the arbitration will very often have the right to nominate an arbitrator each. And so you can choose someone in conjunction with your client who has relevant industry or sector experience that they can bring to bear in deciding the outcome of the dispute. Another fantastically interesting thing about arbitration, I think, is the ability for the solicitor to do some advocacy. So typically in litigation in the courts, certainly the high court here in London, Barristers would always do the advocacy and not solicitors, except for perhaps in some smaller applications or in procedural hearings. But in international arbitration, solicitors very often will do the advocacy on behalf of the clients at the hearings. So arbitration is a great practice to get into if you are considering being a solicitor, but you're also interested in the advocacy side of things that barristers typically do. Another interesting thing about arbitration as a practice area and litigation as well is that very often you will be instructed on a case and that case will run for upwards of a year, possibly even two years. And during that time, you develop an intimate knowledge of your client, the particular individuals at the client that you're working with, the witnesses that are involved in the case, and it allows you to really get your teeth into something. And I always think back to my time as a finance lawyer and and think how different that is, because very often in finance and other transactional departments, a deal is quite short lived. And so you work on something for a matter of months perhaps, but then you move on to something else. So some people like the variety of that, but I quite enjoy the longevity of the arbitration or the litigation cases. Over the next five years, I would say that the key issues facing the legal profession are going to include two main things. The first is the need To focus on improving our diversity and inclusion statistics, which remain a huge issue for the legal profession and for law in the city in particular. I think it's very, very common these days for law firms to to be lacking in diversity, particularly in the upper management roles. We're seeing an increasing number of women coming into the profession and rising up through the profession. But I think we really need to start focusing more on increasing racial diversity and socioeconomic diversity as well in law. So I think that's going to remain a key issue and a key focus area for the profession. The other one is the use of AI in the legal profession. I think we're all used to the fact now or we certainly accept that AI has a role to play in the law and in You know, we use it every day when we Google search, but specifically in in arbitration and litigation practices, I think most lawyers are accustomed now to using document management tools and search functions, particularly around disclosure and document production that involve the use of AI. But where we're seeing a shift now is in the increased use of AI in other areas of the law. And there's a a big question that the profession is going to need to grapple with around how much of the solicitor's role can actually be automated and outsourced to AI functions and how much needs to remain with the individual lawyer and the decision-making process to remain with the lawyer. So I think that's another area that we're gonna have to, it's one to watch and we're gonna see a lot of evolution and change in the coming years. In arbitration, I think you need a number of key skills and strengths to succeed. I think the first one is to be adaptable and flexible. You are constantly dealing with different types of disputes, different types of clients, and different methods of dispute resolution. And that requires you to be quick on your feet and quick to adapt. I also think you need really good communication skills. You are expected to take what is often quite complex and technical information and to communicate that either to your clients so that they can understand better their position and your advice to them, or perhaps to the tribunal that's going to be deciding the dispute. And whilst they may be very experienced lawyers, they may not necessarily have the technical expertise that the client has and that's necessary to really understand the dispute. So communication skills is another one. And I also think stamina. And I think these days there's a a rightful focus on mental health and reducing stress in the workplace and I you know I welcome that but I do think there is a degree to which arbitration practitioners need to be resilient and that's something that we need to build into our training you know partly because of the long hours and the stressful situations but also because there's a lot of international travel involved and when there's not travel there's working across time zones which can add an extra layer of complication My advice for aspiring solicitors in in getting through and facing and overcoming the challenges that a career in law can bring would probably be to communicate and to make sure that when they have questions, they put their hands up, that they reach out to those around them who offer that support network, be it family or others who've succeeded in a career in law ahead of them, and ask them for advice and support. I think communicating around difficulties and challenges that we face is really, really important. And I think more often than not, a fresh perspective on a particular challenge or problem will often guide you towards the solution. So communication, a hundred percent. I also, think really you've got to believe in yourself and particularly as a as a woman in law I think you know we've all read about the imposter syndrome and it's well known that women suffer from it more than men and I think my advice to all lawyers but particularly to women is just to believe more in yourself don't be afraid to put your hand up and and to back yourself essentially because most of the time you have the answer you know what to do you just need to give yourself that little pat on the back.